Hi, I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating. And we're here to deliver the news, recaps, and scour my toddler's dinosaur board books to try and figure out which dino species Sasha Truceva's spikes belong to. Hello, hello. We are back with our second Rustelicum Cup episode, and today we are going to be covering pairs and ladies. And boy, this is a big one. It is a big one. It's a real dinosaur of an episode. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I tried. I, I've become a real positive influence on you for the really <laughs> awful puns. Oh no. Um, but we're going to start off this episode by covering a bit of news, but we're going to go through them. We're going to go through them quickly because we've got a lot to cover. So first up is that Tim Coletto finally received his Japanese citizenship. Yay. Which is so, so, so great, which means that he can compete for the Olympics for Japan and, you know, Japanese citizenship process is notoriously hard to get. Like it's it's such a hard process and there's so many things you need to go through. So we're so glad that Tim finally is a Japanese citizen and, you know, he had a lovely post on Instagram and Twitter, you know, thanking everybody and his wife. And it was just really, really lovely. So yay, Tim. Yay, Tim. Yeah, that'll be a much smoother process for the Olympic season. As someone who has been through the immigration process in the States, I do not wish this process on anyone, considering that the Japanese citizenship process is especially stringent. So yay, Tim. So, so excited for him. I guess the next piece of news is significantly less joyous than that. Uh, We do have two athletes that withdrew from this weekend's competition. We have Anna Sherbakova, who withdrew at the last minute because apparently uh, news outlets have reported that she has pneumonia and is recovering from pneumonia. But not COVID. Yeah, who who really knows? I mean, COVID definitely has some pneumonia-like symptoms, so... They're just not saying it's COVID. <laughs> yeah, they're just not saying it's COVID. But uh, speaking of COVID, uh, unfortunately, Yevgenia Mevedjeva has tested positive for COVID-19 and is in quarantine. Oh, no. She's going through so many health issues at the moment she you know had a post you know talking about how she's going with her back injury and she's like reports are saying that she's in hospital or something and she just says it's a really bad cold and we're like uh. well uh fortunately she is back under the care of her world-renowned nutritionist terry Tubrice. <laughs> more on that later <laughs> Boy. Yes, world-renowned and qualified nutritionist. World-renowned, qualified, many degrees nutritionist, Eteri. She wears all the hats. All, all them hats. And our final piece of news is also not one that is very happy, but we do have to address it. It was the passing of Igor Moskvin, who was the husband of famed coach Tamara Moskvina. He passed away at the age of 91 due to you know severe health problems. And boy, oh boy... He's had such an insane career. You know, he's coached incredible people such as Tamara Moscovina herself and Alexei Mishin, Igor Bobrin, Vladimir Kotin, Kyoko Ina and John Zimmerman. Like, so, so many people. And of course, he worked with Moscovina's current stars, Alexandra Boykova and Dmitry Kozlovsky, as well as Anastasia Mishina and Alexander Galiamov. He was such an influential person in the skating, you know, sphere and especially in Russia. And just the quote that Tamara gave was just, it's so heartbreaking. She said, 
Today, I lost the closest person in my life and I could sit quietly in my room and cry. But for sure, he would have told me, Tamara, you trained the guys together with other specialists. Go and finish your job and I'll wait for you. Oh, stop. <laughs> so sad. Stop. Oh my God. They're both legends in their own right. And this was just, oh, was, this was so sad. And Tamara was away at a competition with her students when it happened and it was all just, oh. Our condolences go out to Tamara, all her, all of her students who also worked with Igor and just the whole family and friends. Just, yeah. Oh man, that's heavy. Why don't we uh, move into the competition, please? Yes. <laughs> uh, let's do that. Why don't we start off with pairs at Ristolicum Cup? I guess the first kind of general note that I have to make is that this is a very different flavor than Skate America. Uh, I think all the American pairs should take side-by-side jump fits. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think Russian pairs really is at such like a high caliber that, as we can see in this competition, the smallest blips make all the difference. And again, like I was saying, really different energy from the pairs competition at Skate America. All that we could talk about there was like... You guys should line up and drill side-by-side jumps with uh, (laughs) Aliona Savchenko. So true. So true. But it's so interesting because Russian pairs has has had a little bit of a dip in their, you know, quality and competitiveness over the past couple of seasons. But judging by this field, oh my God, they are back. Yeah, they really are back. Um, I think especially the top four pairs here. Just such high quality skating here. Yeah. So how about we start off with our pewter medalists, even though they don't give out pewter medals in in Russia. But it is Yasmina Kadriva and Ivan Belchenko. She is 15. He is 21. She is so, so cute. She is so small. Yeah. Um, so their short program was to Memoirs of a Geisha. And honestly, I'm never really a fan of vague martial arts style programs done to memoirs of a geisha. You know, like, did you do work and consult with folks who actually identify with the community of the ethnicity and culture of music that you're skating to? We never know. But memoirs of a geisha is like, you know, the whitewashed version. And like, people are like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. So every time I see a memoirs of a geisha... Uh, program being skated I'm like okay I just kind of set myself up for that but I just feel like there's such a difference between the intricacies of the types of martial arts depending on like which country or even which province area or region they come from but I mean anyways yes they did a memoirification program (laughs) and the costumes like didn't really seem reflective of memoirs but they were pretty (laughs) they were pretty they were pretty I will give them that and (laughs) Yeah. Okay. One thing I do have to note is that their coaches love doing the whole like choreography to get their pairs into the starting positions. And I don't know whether to love it or to cringe. (laughs) I mean, it happens. (laughs) We'll just say that it happens. Oh yeah. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. But their short program, they had a Big throw triple twist. They did side-by-side triple flips, which we don't really see that often, but that was really, really cool. They had a throw triple loop that was like, I was like, yeah, good job. Um, What did you think of them? Because I certainly think that they've got potential, but they do definitely need to clean up a few things here and there. 
Yeah, I think that uh, I did note that I was surprised to see the side-by-side triple flips in the short, but not the free. I think that's a really interesting choice, and usually that is not the case. But yeah, definitely just some things to clean up here and there. I think they have so much potential. Their side-by-side jumps looked great. Their throw jumps looked great. Just number one, not really a huge fan of memoirs of a geisha programs in general. And just kind of the little things here and there with them. True. But I did actually like their free program a lot better. It was to Angel and Devil by Maxime Rodriguez. She's dressed as the devil. He's dressed as the angel. I love this role reversal type deal thing going on. They had another choreographic moment to enter their starting position, which at this point I was just like... (laughs) okay like all of you know the coaches other teams all did it as well and I was just like yeah no this is this is campy (laughs) this is such a Maddie Ziegler from seasons one and two of Dance Moms no it is it is (laughs) that walk yes the walk walk onto stage and off stage and you're just like Uh, I I feel like all this choreo to uh, enter their starting position is just so seasons one and two of Dance Moms (laughs) and maybe Kendall from seasons three four and five as well Oh, it's big Kendall vibes. It's he- it's just Jill vibes. Jill vibes. I feel like it's very Jill vibes. <laughs> Little Kendall finally got a solo. <laughs> um, but anyway, Yasmina and Ivan, they did side-by-side triple sal Euler triple sales, which was like, bam, okay. But they were out of sync, so it didn't really, you know, deliver the impact I guess they wanted to. They've got a good base to work on. Obviously, they're strong technically, but, you know, what they really need to work on, in my opinion, is delivering and getting into character. But I'm sure that that'll come with time and, you know, as the partnership matures. Yeah, I think it's definitely the little things. Uh, one thing that I noted was that he looks like he was kind of like struggling with the throws. Like, I think that he could just like look like it, the throws in general could just look a lot more seamless, whether or not they actually are, yeah. you know, put the face on, you know. True. <laughs> Put the face on. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that this whole uh, free skate was just like super dramatic. I was like, oh, the drama. She's here. I, I love it though. I, I love the whole the church bell music opening. I was just like, ooh, we're getting into it. It was great. No, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's, again, just kind of like little things, you know, put the face on when you throw her, you know, even if it's hard. We know it's hard. You're, you're throwing someone into the air and they have to land their jump, right? But just put the face on. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, no, they did. They did great. Um, I think that they're not at the level to compete with the top three teams. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how they progress because I think they're a bit of a diamond in the rough at the moment. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. Speaking of our top three teams, we are going to talk about our team in the bronze medal position. Apollinaria Panfilova and Dmitry Rilov. So this is their first year senior. And whoever followed the junior circuit 100% knows that these two are force. These two are a force to be reckoned with. They've got insane pairs elements. And so I think we are all very excited to see how they do on the senior stage. And they made their impact here, I would say. Yeah, they were very solidly third. Uh, definitely way way kind of under uh, the gold and silver teams. They were a little over 15 points under Machina and Galiamov. But their throw jumps are huge. I was like, is she going to hit the ceiling, ma'am? Are you going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> both, both the throw twists and the throw jumps. She's, oh, it, it's insane. 
Okay, anyway, let's let's get into their ISU bio hobbies because <laughs> this I feel is very reflective of their personalities from what we see, at least on the eyes. Her ISU bio hobbies are makeup. His ISU bio hobbies are music. <laughs> Sometimes I just wonder, you know, sometimes I wonder what, what's happening when they write these, they write these bios. They're like, they're very, they're very stern people. I feel like Misha Kolyadar would be a great uncle to them. Oh my gosh. They could have like a little clubhouse, like a little like club. A clubhouse of like stern, stern, stern the stern club. <laughs> um, however, what was not stern was their short program music, which was to music from the Joker and Birds of Prey. And their costumes are like, they, they've got some real quality, like Halloween level costumes going on. I like them quite a lot. Yeah, it was kind of almost uh, driving to spirit Halloween territory, though. I was like, this is very <laughs> literal uh, Joker and Harlequin costumes going on here. And this is a new short program for them. And to be honest, it's probs not my favorite short program of theirs. No, not, not my it favorite It needs either. so much work on the PCS side. Because, I mean... This is like really upbeat and, you know, punchy music. And you have Apollinari and Dimitri like absolutely stone-faced. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they could definitely also use a uh, put your face on moment here. But they have a face. It's called stone face. <laughs> They're like the Solemn Sisters. That'll be their, uh, oh my, their yes. club name, the Solemn that, Sisters. <laughs> that is definitely their club name. Um, but where they really had an opportunity to shine was their free skate. And this is their free skate from last season. It is called No One Ever Called Me That by Dario Marianelli. It's from the third person soundtrack. And boy, oh boy, do I love that they've kept this program. Because also, that means that they've kept their costumes. Which means we get to see her skirt absolutely engulf her <laughs> when she gets chucked into that triple twist. And it's just, you just see her skirt. And it's it's so nuts. The pictures that come out of it are insane. It's great. I love it. I saw some wild looking photos, but like, they're amazing. I love it. I love the I costumes. Know. The ISU commentator said like, magical triple twist. And I'm like, oh yeah, I agree. Truly but magical. One thing that might keep them from really hitting the top pairs is that, okay, nobody can deny that they are amazing with their pairs elements. The throws, the throw twists, you know, anything that that is like a pairs element, they're amazing in. But when it comes to their individual skills, like side-by-side -side jumps and spins or like just skating skills, they're comparatively very weak. She fell on the side-by-side -side triple sow. He's got the weirdest, you know, jump entry into a double axle I've ever seen. It's, it's just very odd. <laughs> they lost a lot of points on that side-by-side sow -side because he popped it and she fell. So they did like, they had so many deductions there. Yeah, they're just, they're really weak individually, which it sucks because they're, I, honestly, if, you, if you're talking about pairs elements, I'd have them in gold over Boykova and Kozlovsky and Misha and Galiamov because it's truly magnificent. It's just plus fives across the board, really. Their triple twist gets, 
I mean, okay, here one judge gave them a plus four while everyone else gave them a plus five. I'm like, dude, what are you watching? Like, can you get any better than this triple twist? Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, things really started to fall apart in the second half here. Uh, their final pair spin was also kind of sloppy. Yeah, the bobble. <laughs> yeah, there was a real, a significant bobble there. Yeah, the second half was just really, really kind of fell apart and they had that significant points difference that I was talking about earlier because of that. I think this, I really like the program, but I think that they need to work on those elements. A hundred percent. And especially, you know, their PCS because Stoneface doesn't help the PCS score. You know, Xenia Stolbova at least had her PCS and she could perform, but she also had that death stare. And I feel, I feel like Apollinaria also has the same death stare, but like not any of the other performative qualities that Xenia has. But, you know, they're 17 and 19. I keep forgetting that because their elements are just so amazing. They're not actually that much younger than our top two pair teams, but I feel like they've got a lot more maturing to do. I, I agree. And maybe they could uh, exit the club for a little while. Maybe they can be like uh, <laughs> mild-mannered sisters instead of solemn sisters when they skate. Just just on the ice, though. they can Mild-mannered. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our silver medalists of the event, and that is Anastasia Mishina and Alexander Galiamov. She's 19 and enjoys cooking and reading, and he's 21 and enjoys football, music, and cinema. Oh, cinema. That's a different word for, for C- movies. Cinema, than else not with movies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But their short program was to Esmeralda, and they won the short program, and I think deservedly so. I absolutely love their short program. Oh, love it. Oh, it's just so great. They had a lovely throw to a flip. Um, you know, they hit all the accents in Esmeralda and incorporated some like famous moves from the ballet choreography, which I was just like geeking out over and really appreciating. Oh my gosh, I noticed that too. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the choreography. I love it. Yeah. It, but like, I mean, their coach is Tamara Moskvina, like, of course that will be in there. Of course. Duh. Duh. Big duh. And that end lift. Oh, stunning. Where she's completely vertical slash invert, like upside down vertical. <laughs> I just really liked it. I, I think that, deserve, like you were saying, deservedly so. They were first in the short program. Uh, we will talk a little bit more about Bykova and Kozlovsky's short program and, and why they were second there. But I guess moving on to their free skate. First of all, I think these costumes are... Are a little strange. I think they're a little mis- so. In our mom's group, <laughs> some people ask like, uh, "How do I keep my toddler occupied on a long plane trip?" And one of the yes. tips that folks have, if any of you guys are parents, I think this would be actually very helpful for you, and it is relevant to the <laughs> program. I promise. Uh, one of the tips that folks have is like, uh, you can bring a roll of painters tape or like Easy Peel electrical tape, and you can just like stick it on the armrest or like stick it on the back of the person's seat so your toddler can peel it off. And this is what the shoulder area of his costume <laughs> looked like. It looked like some mom had just kind of like pasted electrical tape just kind of like everywhere that she could on his shoulder area so a toddler could peel it off like it just looks like it's just like randomly placed electrical tape it does it's not a good look i don't like it i thought alexander's costume was made like looked like it was made from the cutoffs from sasha trusova's new dress and i was just like <laughs> it's possible <laughs> it's very I, I possible mean it's... and they have the same like in the short and the free they're both wearing red like, it's just red throughout. And I was just like, are you, a, 
Are you bored of red, maybe? <laughs> there are other colors. Oh, maybe they are getting their costumes from the same primary color palette as Maurice from, from last episode. True. Maybe, you know, they've got the same designer as Andre Mosilov, who <laughs> it's just, who knows what happens there. It's just the, you know, this excess paint or cutoffs or whatever. It's abstract. That, that's what we call it, right? <laughs> it is abstract, abstract bohemian rhapsody. Um, but this program was not as clean as their short program, unfortunately. Anastasia popped the second Salco in the planned triple Sal Euler triple Sal combo, and the like the pair combo spin looked pretty rough. I mean, the program is good, but compared to Boykova and Kozlovsky's free skate. I don't think it is as strong or as impactful. Yeah, I think uh, missing that three jump combo really cost them the points that it could have, you know, they could have won with because Bokova and Kozlovsky's yeah. three jump combo was a triple toe, double toe, double toe, and they hit that jumping pass and Machina and, Galyab, Gal, uh, Machina and Galyamov did not. And I really think that that cost them a lot of points in the free. Definitely. And you could see that their mood dropped when they realized they weren't doing so well, which like it sucked. Yeah. But I mean, Sasha really likes the rock and knee slide and he <laughs> gives it 150% every single time in both programs. Like, <laughs> Regardless of whether or not he is wearing electrical tape, he will give it his all. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I think they know what they need to work on and polish, but yeah, it's, it was, it's tight competition, which I found the pairs competition in general, really exciting because of the top two teams really, really battling it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and speaking of our top two teams, our gold medal winners were Boykova and Kozlovsky. Their short program was to, <laughs> I find this title hilarious okay because it is so not a 2020 vibe <laughs> it's called star of captivating happiness and that's just not what's happening right now in the world <laughs> yes oh so starting off with their isu bio hobbies because these aren't as boring her <laughs> hobbies are foreign languages and design and i'm like oh Ooh, okay yeah all right yeah and dimitri's History, soccer, and tennis. Oh, history. Oh. Dimitri. Dimitri. And he didn't say sports and cyber sports. He said <laughs> soccer and tennis. Oh my gosh. We love a man who studies history. <laughs> yes, we do. We also <laughs> love a pair who has amazing costumes. I I really like the costumes for this, this short program. And like, it's not a conventional, I first look at it and go, wow, amazing. But it's kind of like, Wait no, this is this is really really awesome. They are very good costumes. I I enjoy them a lot. Uh, I do also enjoy, as a side note, the fact that she actually like ate and enjoyed the sponsorship ice cream bars. Oh, it was the best thing. So after their winning free skate, uh, the camera goes to Sasha and Dimitri in kind of like the green room area. And they don't realize the the cameras on them, and Sasha's just eating the popsicle, just like. She, she has no qualms about anything. And she's just she's just eating straight after her, her program. And then... I love it. Eat your popsicle, girl. I know. And then Dimitri's just like, oh, the camera's on us. Yay, let's celebrate. And she's just like, wait, no, I'm still eating. And she's like laughing. But like... Let her eat her popsicle. Exactly. Let the woman eat. It's free ice cream. She's like somewhat <laughs> embarrassed. And I'm like, no, 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 honey, you're such a mood. You are such a mood. <laughs> Um, so about their short program, 
Uh, it was a shame about the landing of their throw triple flip, um, but they rightfully led the night in PCS, but they lost out in the TES, and that's because they got a time violation. Yes, they did. Uh, they also did not look very pleased after she had stepped out of that uh, throw triple flip landing. I mean, she was so devastated. She was really unhappy. Dimitri was about like that. consoling her. I'm like, honey, you didn't fall, but like, I think the competition between the top two teams is just so you know, so strong that any little mistake, like you said before, can really cost them the gold. So I think she really, really felt bad. But Dimitri was very sweet in consoling her. He was very sweet. And, and you know, like we were saying, the tiniest little things make a huge difference in the results, like we saw here. But in the free skate, they were like, basically perfect. Yes, their throw landings, the twist and the jumps all give me a heart attack, but basically perfect. <laughs> but they got... For the opening side-by-side triple sows, they got three plus fours and three plus fives. And rightfully so, because their triple sows are just so on point. Beautiful. They are beautiful. The landing is held. You know, their lines, package, costume, elements, they're all there. Including Boykova's makeup, which was gorgeous and so well matched to her costume. It's a new costume. It's no longer the grey James Bond one. It's like now it's a lovely... What, what would we call it? Like purpley maroon type deal? Yeah, kind of in the purple burgundy maroon family. Burgundy, there we go. Yeah, yeah burgundy. And Dimitri's got um, a bedazzled single shoulder gun holster. And I was just like, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Very different from the electrical tape mood. Very different. <laughs> Not an electrical tape moment happening yeah. here. Oh, uh, yeah. No, this program was so excellent and so strong. I loved Sasha's nod and point at the judges after the throw triple loop. I was just like, yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And their oh, their lifts were great as well. Oh, it was it was a really good program. And although Dimitri caused some controversy afterwards. So afterwards, when he was celebrating, he, he yelled something out and... It was after the final posture and he says, this is our place in line. And this is, by the way, this is translated. So I don't know whether this is exactly what it means, but he said, he said that he, you know, said that in reference to himself, just like, like almost like a self-affirming statement. Like, yes, you know, we performed really well. This is where we're supposed to be. Everyone else get in line. But to everyone else, it sounded really cocky and inappropriate. And there was a lot of like talk about it. Yeah, that was interesting. But he said it, it was just for himself. But <laughs> as we say on the internets, maybe he should keep to the group chat. <laughs> maybe uh, think before you press tweet. <laughs> think before you press scream. <laughs> Not on the bird app, Dimitri. Just keep, keep it in the group chat. Yes, but they they did have a great skate and deservedly won the gold medal yes congratulations their their free skate was like damn near perfect it was so good i really like it too i'm 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 getting into stan territory for them to be honest i I love them stan territory maybe we could be in the group chat maybe dimitri (laughs) add us to the group chat and you can yell whatever because we probably can't understand it straight off the bat anyway yeah let's get down pod at gmail.com we, we accept any group chat invites. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, so how about we move on to ladies? Okay, so we are going to start the ladies off with Eva Lada Kibus from Estonia. 
Okay, I really, really liked her in this competition. It was really refreshing to have, you know, non-Russians compete, which it was great that she got the call up because she originally was going to compete in the French Grand Prix and obviously that was cancelled. But Russia was like, hey, come join us. And she was like, okay. Um, and she's such a cutie. She's 17. Her ISU bio hobbies are cycling, camping and hiking. And I was just like, oh, very, very Nordic. I, I like this. I like this. I feel like this is such a, like, this is like a 27-year-old man from the Bay Area Bumble bio. <laughs> <laughs> I like cycling, camping, like. And there's a picture of him with a fish that he has just caught. But it's very Nordic. My best friend's from Denmark, and so I get all the Nordic stories. So, yeah, we... And apparently Estonia is absolutely gorgeous and I'd love to visit. Um, but her short program was to Sign of the Times by Mr. Harry Styles. Are we sure that this wasn't just a song that was being played in the warm-up? Okay, if the DJ popped off with Style by Taylor Swift and then played Harry Styles, like, I need, I need your contact info, DJ. We could be really, really good friends. I promise. I'm a great friend. <laughs> I'm, I know. I was so excited when I saw Sign of the Times on here. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm here for it. But I wasn't here for the fact that her tights don't match her skin tone. Oh, no. I yeah, like, I, I noticed that too. <laughs> honey. But her dress was so lovely and she had a great triple toe, triple toe. So like, all right. Yeah, we good. But where she really made her mark was in her free skate. And she skated to like our favorite classical music composition piano concerto number two. Oh um, yeah <laughs> fave great fave and she did very very well she was so excited with herself and actually she broke the in the short program so the top six ladies were all Russian and she broke that in the free skate she was just like I'm gonna slide right in there and it was such oh, I really really liked it because not only did she pretty much go clean, she also has a great Lutz with a really nice outside edge. You know, she, she just did well for herself and you could tell how happy she was. Yeah, for sure. She was definitely so happy. I was really happy that she basically skated this like as well as she could have. But the thing that really kind of got me was that, so this is a super home crowd with super home skaters that people have a lot of opinions about, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but like they were super supportive of her. They were like clapping to the rhythm. They were like cheering for her. I was like, this is the energy that we need. We love this positive energy. I know. In like in the step sequence when, you know, the music goes dun, da, 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 dun, and everyone was clapping along. And I was like, yeah. dude, vibes, <laughs> vibes. Um, yeah. So I was really happy for her. I actually enjoy her quality. She's got gorgeous lines, clean looking jumps when they're on. I just feel like she, what she needs to work on is like the PCS and selling the choreo, but she's 17 and I think, you know, she'll definitely improve, you know, in that aspect, but I, I really enjoyed seeing her skate here. Yeah, she needs that something something, but you know, a lot of room to improve, a lot of time for growth. I'm really glad that she was able to uh, switch her Grand Prix assignment because like who the hell else has that possibility this season? Like literally no one. So I know. Okay. Let's move on to a Russian, Sofia Samodurova. Oh, our friend Sofia. Sofia. Oh, our friend Sofia. All right, let's start with her short program, which was to 
Man with the harmonica. <laughs> we also saw him last Rostelicum Cup episode with <laughs> Andre Mazaliev uh, with his paint splattered shirt from the chest up. Same man, same harmonica. <laughs> uh, I, I said, this harmonica man, uh, people must be really supporting his small business, which is great uh, during these <laughs> COVID times. Exactly. These unprecedented times. I feel like his small business is really booming. Uh also, side note, please support your local businesses through this holiday season. Yes, It can please. really make or break them. If you have the opportunity to not buy from a big box company like Amazon, please do so. Anyways, back to the skating. Oh, <laughs> back to the skating. We could talk about that also for ages. But, okay, the first thing I noted with Sophia is that Mishin's mask just gets lower and lower <laughs> and lower every single time he comes on screen. Like, it starts off with, like, just under his nose. And you're like, okay, we've seen you so many times not having your nose inside your mask. Okay, fine. And then you go, oh, it's just above the top lip. And then you're like, it is covering <laughs> your bottom lip only. And then it's just like, it's only covering your chin. Oh, my gosh. And then in the kiss and cry, it's just like, it's off completely. <laughs> The progression, though, the progression in the wrong direction. This is not the correct progression. Um, (laughs) So I still don't understand. Maybe you can shine some light on this. I still don't understand why Sophia has the Star of David on her forehead in this in this short program. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I read something about this. Apparently, I totally forget who, so I don't have the source. But apparently she's supposed to be some kind of alien. (laughs) Skating to the man with the harmonica? I don't really know. I think either I read that somewhere or I'm totally making shit up. <laughs> and I'm sorry for calling you an alien. But I swear to God, I read that somewhere. Uh, it, you know what? It was a decent skate from her. <laughs> <laughs> she did a triple flip, triple toe, but the triple flip got um, the exclamation mark and the triple toe was called on the quarter, which, I mean, she's been getting those calls for a while now, so... Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of improvement there. She does definitely get those calls for it. She has been getting those calls for a while. But let's talk about her free program because we we did not see the free program at Russian Test Gates because she withdrew from illness. But she did show it in a couple of Russian Cup stages. But this is the first time probably a lot of people who didn't watch Russian Cup will see this free program. And Boy, oh boy, there is a lot of uh, music in here that I was like, what is going on? (laughs) I just, I don't know what's happening in this free program. I tried to figure it out. I I failed. (laughs) What really was happening with the skating here is that she made a mistake on the opening jumping pass, uh, the triple flip, triple toe. And then after that, it kind of just started falling apart more and more and more. Yeah, she got... Triple flip with an exclamation mark and the triple toe was called under. Her triple lutz was called under. Her double flip, which she made a huge mistake on, was had an exclamation mark and got a downgrade. Yeah, it just wasn't a great free skate for her. She came eighth in the free skate and that really hit her hard. Um, the first point that I made, though, was at the beginning, I was just like, oh, this music suits her really well. I, I like this choice for her. And then as soon as I finished typing that note... The music changed, and I was just like, and then it gets oh, like boring. It's so, I was because like, nothing what happens. Happening? Nothing happens. It is truly so boring. And I was just like, this isn't a slow, you know, section of the program. This is a dead section of the program. But then, yeah. you know, 
At the end, you know, her third piece of music, it really ramped up, but okay. She's skating too, and I think this might just be an Australian reference, I'm not too sure, somebody call me out if I'm wrong, but she's skating to the Banana Boat theme song, like the Banana Boat, it's 30 plus Banana Boat. It's- Wait, what is this? Is this sunscreen? Yes, this is sunscreen, and she is skating to that melody, and I just, I lost it. I lost it. Oh my I was gosh. like, you're skating to sunscreen commercial music. It's like when Jeremy Abbott was skating to like, um, I don't know, like a Pino Clean ad music. And I was just like, oh no, gosh. stop. Uh, total side note, wear your SPF, please. Even on cloudy days, we're getting into the winter oh, yeah. now and folks are slacking on their SPF. So maybe this is just a reminder since we're moving into the winter season that you should keep wearing your SPF. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sophia's doing the whole PSA for everybody. She's doing it for everybody. Um, but yeah, the free program just wasn't a great one for her. And that looks mistake looked like it really got to her and impacted the rest of the program. Yeah, I think it really did. And, and the sad part was that I saw this on Twitter. She posted on her Instagram stories uh, following this program, this really sad thing and it was like sorry I skated poorly just like right in the middle oh. of the screen I was like oh sweet girl I I know I actually recently this is a complete off note but I recently saw a picture like a throwback picture of Sofia Lisa took to Misheva and Alexandra Boykova as kids and I was just like oh my god oh, you're so cute you're so adorable so but she was shorter than Lisa took to Misheva and I was just like no. Aww. I was like, when did this happen? Because Lisa is tiny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, she is tall. Both of them have tall energy. They do have tall Actually, energy. Actually, all, all the folks that you just talked about yeah, in this photo have 100%. Tall 100%. <laughs> okay, let's move on to another Russian skater who also exudes tall, elegant energy, in my opinion at least, and that is Elisaveta Nugumanova. Oh, for sure, tall energy. Yeah. She's 18 years old, and her ISU bio hobbies are dancing, music, and video shooting. Oh, video shooting. Does she want to do some graphic design for us? (laughs) Yeah. Come do some videography for us. We'd we'd love to have you because you look like such a sweetie. You know what? I have such a soft spot for her. And that maybe is because when, when I was still skating and when she was probably around 10, you know, it was, it was, you know, shared in the skating circles. Her dad used to take videos of her and post them on YouTube of her doing like triple loops, triple loop, triple loop, triple loop. And everyone like in Australia was just like, oh my God, who is this? Who is this Russian dynamo? Who's like, I don't know, like 50 million years younger than us, just popping off everything. And so since then, so cute. since then I was like, I want to see where you go. And so I've got such a soft spot for her and she's grown up to be such a beautiful skater. Although, you know, technique-wise, she's subject to a lot of under-rotations and, you know, double footing. But, you know, whatever. I, I just like her. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we stand Mr. Nugamanova. <laughs> what a cute dad. So her short program was To the Bat by Johann Strauss. And, oh, I love this music. I love it. I just wish she'd skate faster. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have a lot of speed. However, what she doesn't have in speed, she makes up with her beautiful lines especially in her arms her hands and the rest of her upper body it just makes it she's got such great deportment yeah like 
such nice carriage. The way she carries herself. Yeah, it just makes it like really pleasant to watch. And I feel like for folks who are maybe less well-versed in skating, just getting into skating this season, like I feel like this is just like very pleasant to the eye, you know, whether or not you actually like know the technique or not. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, She did double foot the triple loop, triple loop, which is her signature combo. Um, but I'm just so glad she got the call call up to compete in Rostelecom because she took the place of Evgenia Migvedeva when she withdrew. Yeah, I'm just happy that she got the call up to a Grand Prix. Yeah, definitely. Uh, her free skate was uh, interesting. We had music by Zayn Malik and Sia. <laughs> There's a lot of discourse around Sia right now. We won't get into that, but uh, not a fan of her choices. Yeah. If, if you must know. <laughs> Yeah, so it was also to the Mountain Between Us soundtrack. Yeah, this is not my favorite program on her. I think that she could definitely use some better choreography. She looked... Oh, I said that too. Yeah, she looked really nervous when she was jumping. I think that all of her jumping passes, I could just kind of like see this really just kind of like eh, kind of look on her face, but she does really come to life in the step sequence. She does. And this dress is so gorgeous. It is so beautiful. I want to steal it straight off her. Sometimes simple is just better. <laughs> I totally agree. I really enjoyed the short program costume too, by the way. Yeah. She, she definitely does have good costumes, but yeah, the jumps were slightly disappointing. Um, the triple Lutz was uh, called under and double footed. And then the triple loop was given a complete downgrade. She ended up in fifth place overall. Um, so I think that was a really good effort from her. Yeah, definitely. I had really just a good time watching her, even though, you know, the jump was under rotated, the jump was downgraded. I understand, but I just, I just enjoyed watching her. Yes. And she's such a sweetie, like after Sasha Trusivas free program, and we'll talk about Sasha later on, of course, but she went into the locker room and she was just like, oh, Sasha, don't be upset. You know, you're the best and, you know, do the most complex jumps out of all of us. Like, you're going to be fine. Oh. And I was just like, oh my God, you're such a sweetie. What a nice human. You're so Imagine sweet. being a nice human to these people. In- unlike imagine. the people on the internet. Oh, and the people in the crowd. And we'll talk about that later. But Lisa Nugamanova, we love you. You're so gorgeous and sweet. It's great. All right. So next up, we're going to we're gonna talk about Anastasia Guliakova. She's 18. She's coached by Alexei Mishin. And she was our surprise bronze medalist for this event. Let's start off with her short program. It was to Scheherazade. Now, I think I paid more attention to her ponytail than I did to her skate. Yeah, not really my favorite program of the night, that's for sure. The dress looked more like a mermaid dress. Like, she could have been skating to Little Mermaid. Uh, it didn't really look like a Scheherazade dress. But, you know, she, the thing that Anastasia is really good at is pulling off you know all the jumps and all the spins with good enough quality like she's got good technique it's all there and she's really there when other people you know miss on the day I think that this was a really solid outing for her she was our surprise bronze medalist I personally prefer the short program to the free skate and I'll talk about the free skate in like five seconds here uh but I did want to note that she did have a triple axle attempt earlier in the season I think it would be so interesting to see what the standings would be in Rostelicum had she like hit a triple axle and I know that's a lot of like what ifs right like we can say like what if everyone hit a triple axle right but like she has attempted it and I think that it would have made it so much more interesting like that top three would have been like I don't even know what would have happened had she attempted or 
or landed one. Um, her free program was to Don't Say You Do and Real Boy by Lola Blanc. And you know, good girl for hitting all of your jumps. But for me, this music doesn't really do much for like a competitive program. I was so confused by this music. So two episodes ago in our Budapest Trophy and Cup of China episode, we talked about Daniel Grossel and how he had Pinocchio energy. And all I could think of when the real boy music was playing was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make you a real boy. Just like, her. no. <laughs> and I was like, why are we skating to Pinocchio? Is this Pinocchio? But then like two thirds of the way through the free skate music, there was like some spoken word. And I was like, why are we playing Gabby and Guillaume's music here? Why is there spoken word? I'm so confused. What is this music? What is this choreography? I just don't understand anything happening here. Oh, neither do I. But I don't know. Like, you can't deny that she's got the technical content to stay up with the rest of the field. But for me, she just doesn't have the X factor that, you know, pulls you in and keeps you pulled in even if she does attack her jumps really, really well. Yeah, I think that, you know, as much confusion as I had with the free skate, which is a lot, I think that she really skates with a lot of conviction. She does. I think yeah. that even if no one knows what the heck is going on, she's like, she but knows. I'm doing it. She and knows. we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. That, very, that, very that's true. all that matters, right? But yeah, I think she, she herself said she was surprised that she got the bronze, but, you know, obviously she's very happy. And we are happy for her as well because she really, you know, made the best of the opportunity that was out there because our lovely Alexandra Trusova oh my goodness. did not do so well this competition. I mean, her short program was pretty good. Okay, first off though, her ICU bio hobbies are so typical of Sasha. It's reading, spending time with her family and her dogs, Tina and Lana. Oh, I love it. Oh, Sasha. Of course the dogs. Of course the dogs. Like every every other, like 90, 90% of the other Russians are just like music, reading, cinema. And she's just like, my dogs, Tina and Lana. Yeah, we love Tina and Lana. Tina and Lana Trusova. We do. Absolutely. So... Her short program is to Love Story by Lola and Hauser and Appassionata by Secret Garden. She's got that gorgeous green dress on her. Okay, but I feel like she's going to break an ankle in those boots. Yes. I honestly do. Whenever we see her do quads and triple axles that don't turn out exceptionally well, and even the ones that do turn out well because she lands them, I'm like, your ankles, like... I it didn't really, this didn't really happen last season, but I've been noticing it this season. I'm like, what's happening? Like, please either get stronger ankle support in your boots or like tape those babies up so strong. Grab some electrical tape from Alexander Galiamov <laughs> and chuck them on your skates. Like, because I fear for her ankles. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, ooh, that looks dangerous. Doesn't look supportive. Okay, the triple axle in the short program, the big statement piece. It looked to me as if, you know, she entered it as she was going in. She was like, okay, yeah, triple axel time. And then once she got in the air, she's just like, oh, no, I want to pop this jump. I want to bail. And you can kind of see her arms. Like if you really look really closely, her arms were very typical of the whole, all right, I'm going to pop this jump. But then I feel like she switched in her mind. It was just like, oh shit, I can't pop this jump and try to pull in. But then she was already coming down and it was too late. That was a lot. I feel like, but that's, I feel like that's what went through mine though, because that triple axle just did not work out. Yeah, it really did not work out. Uh, 
However, I think that with any mistakes that she made, maybe the excitement from her coach, Evgeny Plushenko, may uh, lift her spirits a little bit because, wow, was he ever so excited. Uh, I was... (laughs) I turned oh my to my God. husband and I was like, is he reciting her his autobiography? Because I truly have never seen him animated to this degree. And I feel like that's something that he would get this hype about is if he was reciting his autobiography to Sasha Trusova. <laughs> okay. With what I'm going to say next, it's absolutely true. Like, Plushenko was really waxing lyrical in the kiss and cry about how beautiful Sasha skated and how beautiful her lines was. It was also beautiful. And that definitely is something he'd say in his autobiography. Um, and he's just such a Sasha stan. And I, I don't know. I feel they're the same. Pe- they're the same person. Like men- mentally, they're the same type of person. And I think that's what gets Plushenko so excited. Um, but, but Okay. She got, Sasha got a exclamation mark on a triple flip, which fair enough, but we'll also talk about how such edge calls weren't so fair because they didn't get brought up for other skaters. Hmm. Um, but okay. Sasha's PCS were higher than Lisa's PCS for the short program. What do you think about this? Oh yeah, I noticed that. I was like, uh. <laughs> um, like, okay. So her short program is much improved. It shows, you know, Sasha on a different level. I think Yelena Yelinik did a wonderful job with this short program, especially in the step sequence, makes Sasha's skating skills look so much better. But do I really agree that her PCS would be higher than Lisa's? I don't think so. No, I, I, I don't really either. And, you know, politicking. I can see it. Yeah, politicking. All right, let's let's move on to the the ill-fated Romeo and Juliet free oh, program. This program, this program. First of all, no matter what we say about her program here, I just want to let you all know that I think she's going to be fine. She competed with this program a couple of weeks ago. She skated really well. A lot of people on the internet are like, is this the end of it? I'm like, no. She skated this like a million times before. She's going to be perfectly fine. Like there was this one time, it was at Russian Nationals uh, last season where she totally fell apart in her Game of Thrones program. And look at her now. Like she's fine. She's going to be fine. That That's what I wanted to say before we before we talk about this program. The girl is stubborn enough like the girl is stubborn enough she'd probably go to another practice rank and drill out 50 million quads just to prove to herself and the zero audience members that she can do it like the girl will be fine she's she's got that whole thing about like you know if she doesn't skate well she'll just come back charging like i'm pretty sure she wanted to stay out on the ice and was just like can i do yeah. it can i do it again oh yeah can I do my she quads totally again? has that attitude so she's gonna be even, great yeah even though she was injured like She'll be fine, ladies and gents. Like, she survived through um, her growth and, like, growing taller. She's got strong enough technique that her quads, you know, are going to stay. But they're also quad jumps. Like, ladies and gents, let's remember this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, all right. First and foremost, though, or second and second foremost, (laughs) what do you think of this new costume? Oi, like I was saying in our very, very intro packet, I was like, why are there suddenly spikes? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what purpose does this serve in either the makeup of the program or the storytelling? I was like, do I remember this happening in Romeo and Juliet? 
it, it's kind of like a masked singer gimmick. If you guys all watch the masked singer this season, <laughs> one of the costumes for Serpent uh, actually moves by itself. I was like, and the spikes Ooh. are uh, on Sasha Trusova's costume are very similar to the moving parts of Serpent's costume. But anyways, it, it was more just I am confusion happening. <laughs> <laughs> I am confusion. Me too, because when I first saw it, I was like, she's not skating to Dracula or Adam's family. So what's Adam's with this family. Spidey business? Like, okay, I, I don't mind the costume, but I don't like the costume for this program in terms of Romeo and Juliet. I, I was just like, who are we? Are we Romeo? Are we Juliet? Are we Mercutio? Like, who are we? Are we are we the friar? Like, wh- what's going on here? Like, wh- where are the roles falling? Um, but... Oh my gosh. Okay, so in an interview, I remember reading this. She said that she wanted to be neither Romeo nor Juliet. And I was like, but who does that leave, right? Like, is she Tybalt? And then I started thinking like... If we were to fan cast figure skaters as various Romeo and Juliet characters, who would they be? And then I was like, wait, Zach Donahue? I was trying to fan cast Zach Donahue, but I was like, but he seems like all of Tybalt, Mercutio, and Paris. Do all of those. He, he's part of the um the stage production where they don't have enough um actors, and so he plays all all of the roles. Um, yeah, I mean, like, is I feel like this is a very like Tybalt cross the the vines under Juliet's window. <laughs> okay, was it just me, or when she when she like pulled out the spikes in her costume? Did you think that it was a costume malfunction? I honestly didn't know what the heck was going on because I I thought it was a costume malfunction. I was just like, oh, did something get caught in her spin? But then I was just like, whoa, where did the spikes come from? And then I was just like, oh, okay. It all clicked. I was like, okay, the music change. I get because like the last bit of her music is really like gung-ho and like spiky, some would say. But We're really stretching here. We're really stretching. We're really stretching. But... I was like, okay, I can understand this if you want to do a costume change. Okay, fine. But the transition was so bad. It was like, because it looked like she was making a mistake. And a Terry Tuparitza would never be so tactless with a costume change. Because <laughs> Sasha just stands in the middle of the ice and just pulls at her, at her, at her arms where, you know, she releases the thing to you know lift up the spikes release the kraken (laughs) release the kraken um she releases the krakens right before her um, step sequence but she stands in the middle of the ice and just looks down and doesn't do anything and i feel like there could be like at least like she could have done a c-step previously called a mohawk but i'm gonna say c-step she could have done a c-step and then like an arm movement and then release the kraken on her left arm and then another c-step and then release the crack like it could have been choreographed instead of being like i'm i'm gonna release the krakens looking down at the ice and standing still while my music is going and i am in a competition no exactly I, i think that just the transition of the costume change just looked kind of i think there could be things done around it yeah um other than the costume though the real kind of disappointment came with her quad attempts you know she she fell four times and got six deductions overall um because if you fall more than twice you get more deductions but it was okay this was interesting because i thought her quads looked so good in the air like she's got the air position like down pat so good 
but the landings, you know, I fear for her ankles. She fell on the quad lutz at the beginning, that was called under. She fell on the quad sow, but that was called rotated. The quad toe, she fell. Um, and her second quad toe attempt, which was a quad toe oily triple sow, the quad toe was got a cue on her. She eked that one out though. Such good fight from her. But then she fell on the triple lutz. A, a triple lutz. And then her triple flip, triple toe, the triple toe got a cue. Yeah, it just really, it was not her day. Yeah, one of the only successfully landed jumping passes was her double axle, triple toe. It was just such an uncharacteristic mistake that she fell on that triple lutz. I was like, oh, she she's fallen I again. I was like, what what's happening here? I, you know what? This just reminded me of when Alina Zagitova went to Worlds after the Olympics and had a shocker of a free skate. Like, this is a one-off thing. A 100% this is a one-off thing. Obviously, you know, Sasha would feel so bad because she just wants to get out there and do her jumps. <laughs> That's what she wants to do. She just wants to skate well. So, yeah, that it was just disappointing. And, you know, she finished off the podium for the first time in a long time. So, yeah, I, I don't know whether the tactic of trying, like, four or five quads in the program really paid off because... I mean, that's that's what she uh, she left a Terry over was that a Terry wasn't allowing her to do multiple quads because she was like rather do a clean program with less quads and you know really go for the win. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know whether it's you know either an off day or the tactic of more quads the better not working. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but you know even after all the jumps were you know all. She fell on so many jumps. When she was doing the step sequence at the very end, there was just like nothing left in the tank, you know? Especially like the lines in her lower body or edges. I was just like, the the execution is just not there. And I, I totally understand. It's understandable after having that many falls and that many deductions. But still, you know, like, if you're going to fall like six times, at least kill it in the step sequence. You know, like you got nothing to lose. But she just looked like she just had like nothing left after that. She looked so defeated. I was like, you're going to be OK. You know, like it's yeah. but it's, it's hard. I understand. You know, you have 50 million eyes on you, you know, expecting things from you on the ice. There's a lot of pressure. But I was like, you know, just kill the step sequence. You know, that's the least we can do here. <laughs> yeah. But. You know what? I think I finally figured out why Sasha doesn't seem to like project outwards when she like in in her performance and when she delivers choreography. It's cuz she stares at the ice a lot. Oh, it's true. She like, does. Yeah. So whenever she like does a move, like her body movements are fine, right? She it, they're standard, they're fine, they're acceptable, they're passable. But her gaze is always down at the ice. She doesn't lift her chin and kind of open up her presentation and all of that and so it's it looks very insular and so even when I guess she's trying to you know hit the choreography very nicely it just doesn't look what's the word for it like doesn't look so energetic or something but yeah I mean I I feel I feel for her this competition because yeah just not not her best outing yeah really not her day why don't we move on to our silver medalist who I just like let out a big sigh, a breath that I didn't know yeah. I was holding if you are into young adult yes. fiction. Um, <laughs> why don't we move on to our silver medalist, Aliona Kosternaya? Okay, my my skating daughter, 
Her ISU bio hobbies are not music or dancing or reading. They are horse riding and show jumping. She, oh, she maybe she's my skating daughter. <laughs> she she is both our skating daughter and she is your daughter's best friend. <laughs> uh, if you guys didn't know, if this is like your first episode listening to us, I have a toddler. Uh, she's two years old and she's literally obsessed with horses. <laughs> <laughs> and so is Aliona. Um, so let's start off with her short program. It is No Time to Die and You Should See Me in a Crown by Billie Eilish. So she won this short program. And I think I, I, have, I have words about this because as much as I love her, the judges, are, the judges left a few things out of her protocols. <laughs> she did her famous triple flip, triple toe combo that gave me goosies because it was huge. And, you know, as much as we want to see her triple axel back, her double inner bower into double axel is just a clinic. She needs to give us more of that slow-mo so she can school everyone and how to do a perfect double axel. Maybe she can line up the American pairs to do their side-by-side jumps clinic. <laughs> yeah, there should be an Aliona school where it's Aliona Kostarnaya and Aliona Savchenko <laughs> um, and just drilling everybody. Um, and then, you know, afterwards they can go, you know, horse riding and ho- show jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. In Germany. Uh, sign me up too. But okay, just let's talk about the triple lutz. Because in in the kiss and cry during the replay, Aliona herself was watching it and goes, ooh, at the slow-mo because... Oh yeah, I noticed that. I was like, oh, maybe we should... uh She could tell that it was, if not, you know, an under-rotation was uh, like a cue. But on the protocols... A cue, yeah, at least. On the protocols, there was nothing. It was called clean. There wasn't any exclamation mark, even though that we... She's very notorious for having a flat Lutz edge, which she kind of corrected last season, but then this season she changed the entrance to the Lutz and now it doesn't look like a cleaner, like, outside edge. Like, why change that? Anyway, but there was no call. And I was just like, Aliona herself knew. You can see it in her reaction. Like, why wasn't there an under rotation or a cue call that happened to Sasha. Why not to Aliona? Like this is very, very clear, bad judging. <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. But like, I, I did also notice that you could see her face. I was like, oh, you notice judges. There are many of you or any of you noticing here. I do also have another positive note that this Billie Eilish program is definitely growing on me. Uh, I think that the costume helps. I think she's growing into it. I still don't love the music cuts, but I think that the program is growing on me. I'm very happy about it because I was so hesitant about it at the beginning at Test Skates. I was like, what is this? Who are you? But it's it's okay now. I don't mind it. <laughs> it's like how her Twilight program started off with everyone just being like, uh. Aliona, what the hell? To everyone like at the end of the season going, this is so camp. Yes. We love it. <laughs> Exactly. But I do, unfortunately, have those feelings about her free skate. I'm just real. I am confusion about this free skate. She is, uh, her dress looks like Rapunzel's dress from Tangled. There is also some arm waving and finger pointing choreography. Like, I just just don't really know what's happening here. I don't think this is Shailene's best work as well. Like, in the step sequence especially, you know, the music, there are accents to the music, obviously. But it just seems slow and not dynamic. Like the whole like dun 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 da 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 dun. Like 
nothing fast happens. It's like she's waiting for every like fourth count. And I'm like, this, this is a no. This is a no from me. Um, the music cuts are all right. I think the issue was like she had to be pretty near perfect to win here because like between one and two, there was like two point difference or something. But unfortunately, just like the combination of the things that she usually really excels in, like the step sequence, like her spins. She had her step sequence downgraded to a level two. The spins were not fully there. Her legs were not totally straight where they needed to be. I was like, you can do this. Like, this is what people love you for. But it just didn't happen. And I was like, if there is a two-point difference at the top, you need to be doing these things, right? Like, this needs to happen. And when your step sequence is at a level two, it just, like, you you can get those points. Those points are possible for you to get. She left a lot of points on the table. And it's not obvious from, you know, just how she skated and, like, if you're just looking at, you know, what she produced. But... She dropped levels in the flying combo spin as well. It was only a level two. There was a violation in either that spin or something else. You know, her first triple lutz was called under. Um, they Or like, I thought it was under, but they called it, you know, with a Q. The, her triple flip, Euler triple sow, both the triple flip and the triple sow got called under. So she got dinged technically. Like, why in the free program and not the short program? Like, I don't know. But those, those things cost her the gold. And... You know, I think she knew that she didn't skate perfectly. And I think at the end, people thought that, you know, she was expecting the gold. But I, she said herself that, no, she wasn't expecting to win or anything. She was just expecting um, higher scores. And probably she just didn't realize that she lost out on the levels and all that stuff. So she'll definitely go back to the drawing board and fix those things. Because this, this long program is still relatively new. She hasn't had too much time to sink into it and you know we all know that she is somebody who doesn't start off very well at the beginning of the season and as the season goes on the programs and her delivery of them gets stronger and stronger but yeah I think that also for like on that day she looked nervous to me especially going into the jumps I like I think she knew where the scores sat and she knew um, how Sasha did, but she looked tentative to me. I, I, I think that it, I, I definitely think that she looked tentative. I think that we are not like frustrated with her. I think it's just that, you know, like these are points that she can get, right? We know that she's going to grow into the program. Like we've said many times before, these skaters are all, a lot of them are learning choreography over Skype, right? Especially if she's working with Shailene. Yeah. Shailene is not in Russia, right? She's probably learning this choreo over Skype, right? So it makes sense why this program doesn't look totally complete. But like, and we know, right? Like, like we said with Sasha Trusova, like she's just... She's going to be fine. Like, these are points that she can get back. These are levels that she can get back in both the spin and in the step sequence. But it's just, like, like I wanted wanted more for her because the gold medal was just there for her. You know, like, two points with all these things that – all these points that she left on the table are very – you know, like, she could pick up a couple points here and there, right? So many downgrades on her levels. It was just so many points that we know that she can get, right? So that's, that's the frustration for me. Like we said for everyone, she's going to be fine. Everyone's going like, oh, she doesn't have a triple axle back yet. She doesn't do quads. Like, she's not going to make it. And Eleonora said time and time and time again, pretty much she's playing the long game. They're in her plans. She's never been the one to push something out before it's ready. 
She's not, you know, one of those Sasha Trusevas or Anna Shepakovas or Camille Valievas who, you know, once she gets a quad, it's it's straight out there. I feel like she she knows what her game plan is, and very much like Daria Ustashova, she's she's playing the long game. She's not she doesn't want to be too deterred by all the you know all the big jumps going on around her, and she wants to focus on her own game and make sure that what she does, she does well and great. It makes sense. I appreciate it. This is why we love Aliona Kostornaya. This is why we love her. And it makes sense. I just think that, you know, obviously this was not her day and she's going to get it back. That's that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Oh, I do have to mention, though, in The Kiss and Cry, somebody, there was a fan cam of Aliona in The Kiss and Cry and fans were literally chanting like, Lisa, Lisa's the best, you know, um, something along the lines of like, you know, Lisa's the Lisa's the queen. She she needs to, she deserves to win and stuff. Like chanting at Aliona. I was just like, poor girl. Oh my gosh, gross. Calm down. Like gross. The girl gets enough hate as you know already. Like you don't need to shove that all of that unnecessary thing in her face. And she said herself, like she's happy for Elisabetta after all that you know Lisa's gone through in her career. She's happy for Lisa. And I believe her because if you see all of the background videos, they're chatting away and she's, you know, happily joking with everyone. So, like, just pipe down, ladies and gents. Pipe down. This is like the same shit as, like, Nathan and Yuzu. Like, they are perfectly fine. They All they have to say about each other in interviews is, like, positive, happy things. They are so honored to be competing with the other person, right? And it's just folks that are just get so irate at directly these skaters, these, like, young human beings, and just scream things at them, post awful, gross things on their social media. The people who, like, if you're going to get mad at anyone, get mad at the judges, right? Like, you don't, these skaters are just out there doing their best. They're not out there trying to deceive anyone. They're not malicious. No one has malicious intentions. Just pipe down. Just no one needs to hear that. Do you see their tissue box holders? Like that that does not scream malice to me. No, it doesn't. Uh okay, let's move on to our gold medalist, everybody's empress, Elizabeth Tuktamusheva. Oh my gosh, love her. Uh, and also love her triple axles that she had going on here, except for they that one in the, in the free skate. But anyways. <laughs> but still, they were stunning. The short program triple axle was just, oh, it was gorgeous. Oh, I don't know whether you could hear it, but in the short program after she landed the triple axle, you could hear Tatiana Tarasova just screaming in the background. <laughs> I did not hear that, but but I endorse it. You could hear her scream, and I was just like, "That's a mood. That's a big, big, big that mood. Is a big old mood." Maybe we could uh, gift that, like Aliona Costernaya throwing her jacket at a Terry favorite <laughs> gift. <laughs> favorite gift. Oh my god, I love, I love that. Um, but only I think Lisa Tuktumusheva and Marisi Kvitovashvili are very. They could be in the same group chat because just like how Marisi managed to um, get a downgrade on his Euler, Lisa does a stunning triple axel, then flubs the triple flip, and then does a triple looks double toe. I mean, first of all, invite me to that group chat. But yes, I also agree. <laughs> 
And the triple, we all know Lisa's triple Lutz is textbook. And so when it comes to the triple flip, she has issues with it because she's used to a great deep outside edge. And this triple flip definitely looked like uh, a wrong edge, like a triple three FE. Um, like if not that, then like give it an exclamation mark, but there was no edge call at all. Zero edge call. And I was just like, girl, judges. I wonder. I wonder. Maybe they all uh, removed their glasses after Sasha Trusipa. Maybe they were just blinded by, you know, so Lisa has a new Spartacus uh, costume for a short program and she has these kind of like, what would you call them? Gold, uh, gold thumb fingerless gloves going on. Like kind of like armor. Yeah, it's kind of like a glove slash intense jewelry going on. Maybe she just shone them in the judges' eyes and they just blinded them and they were just like, ah. Oh. Nonetheless, Lisa's spins have definitely improved and she's got a Billman back and all of that, so we're really happy for her. But her free program. Okay, it's the Chronicles of a Mischievous Bird. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. What makes a bird mischievous? Like what separates a mischievous bird from an obedient bird. What are the behaviors that qualify birds for these categories? Um, maybe we should ask Karen Chen. She is a bird expert. She is a bird expert. Maybe maybe Karen Chen should include um, bird watching in her ISU bio hobbies. Oh my gosh. And that one skater from Cup of China who also had a bird program. Oh, yeah. Six out of ten birdie. Who was that? I forget. That, that was, maybe- was Cheng Hongyi. Even though the bird, like birdie type deal lasted for like 15 seconds. Yes, I agree. So we have one bird expert and one person with bird knowledge. I think that's enough. Maybe maybe between the two of them, they could tell us and, what, what qualities and Adam Rapon can come has. in as, con- as, a, as a consult, you know. Oh, yeah. He, he had a bird program too. Yeah. Phone a friend. <laughs> Phone a friend. <laughs> she, she opened with a, a lovely triple axle double toe, her second triple axle. I was like, ugh, because she stepped out of it, but it was clean. It was a good program from her, despite like a few small errors. It was, it was a good program for her, and it was definitely good enough to win the gold. But I truly dislike this costume, Joss. I, yeah. I don't mind her skating to this music. I think, I, in fact, I think she does it well and the choreography is good. But I, my mom was just like, is this, is she skating to a ghost like music? Like, is she a ghost? And I'm like, no. I know we just made an Adams Family reference. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on with the costume here. I don't like it. However, skated well. She did. And in an interview, Blessed Lisa said, I haven't won anything for a long time. I feel great. I was not nervous in the kiss and cry. I did everything I could. It was like dessert. I calmly waited. I'm shocked. I didn't see how Eliana Costanai skated, but I did not expect this result. And then to which Alexei Mishin, when he was asked about Lisa, goes, praise Lisa? Good wine needs no bush. Write that. Or something like buckwheat porridge needs no bush or something, which pretty much just, it's a Russian proverb saying that like, you don't need to praise something that we already know is good. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say that next time someone praises me. I'm going to say buckwheat porridge needs no bush. They'll be like, excuse <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And they're just like, I don't even know what you mean. And I'm like, <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> Um, but oh, I'm just, I'm happy for her. 
I'm happy for her. She's 23 and everyone's just like, oh my God, she's such a grandma. And I'm like, girl, look at the quad toes she just posted on Instagram a couple of days before Rostelecom. Oh yeah, she hasn't even I brought know, that out yet. I was just like, okay, all right. Uh, I, just, I just love her longevity and the fact that she's still here fighting with all these little teen beans. And she's just like, I don't care. I'm the Empress. I'm going to release a new clothing line called Empress Wear. Like, everybody come love me. <laughs> I love Empress Wear. Empress Wear is pretty great. Me too. That's a wrap up for the event. Oh, we did it. I feel like I've been talking about this for my entire life. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's over. I, I, I've said more words than I have, you know, past this week. past like one and a half hour <laughs> than I have in the past week. Exactly. Um, but let's move into our kiss and cry. All right, so for a change, I'm going to be doing the book of the week. I actually forced Joss to let me do this. Um, <laughs> but this week, we are going to recommend a book called The Puppy War by R.F. Kuang. And it is in honor of the Empress Lisa took to Misha for herself and her Asian-inspired free skate. This is an adult fantasy based around mid-20th century China. We get pulled into a Song Dynasty atmosphere and are faced with a conflict that is inspired by the Second Sino-Japanese War. We follow our main protagonist, Rin, who is a dark-skinned, poor orphan girl from the South who wishes to escape her less-than-desirable conditions. She secretly studies for the infamously hard entrance exams for the elite military school, the Sign Guard Academy. After shocking everyone and getting accepted into Sign Guard, Rin gets thrust into a world of politics, bigotry, and shamanism, and must face tough decisions that could impact the brewing war around her, but may also cost her her humanity. With all the Russian politicking and drama that's been ever so rampant this season, this book will sure quench anyone's thirst for more action, history, and culture. And it's a book that rivals the Empress status of our wonderful champion herself, Lisa. Again, this book is called The Poppy War by R.F. Kuang. Go pick it up. It's a great read. It's so good. Uh, the next book in the series just came out and everyone is swooning about it in the book community. It's so good. I highly recommend the whole series. So you might have noticed that the books that we have been recommending mostly come from authors of color. And we just really want to give those authors a shout out because their works are amazing. And so... Everyone just pick it up. Go read. And also support your local indie bookstores this exactly. holiday season. Exactly. I cannot say that enough. Please do. Great, great Christmas presents that actually can, you know, get there on time because you're actually, you know, supporting your local businesses and you don't have to wait for like Amazon to like deliver everything. So yeah. Other kiss and cry stuff. Okay. So I think the talk of the week that wasn't really Rostelicum related was... Daniil Gleichengauss's interview on uh, nutrition in Sambo 70 and calling in Terry um, their nutritionist. <laughs> yeah, I also want to give a content warning before we start talking about this. We will be talking about body image, uh, potential disordered eating behaviors and thoughts. If you are at all sensitive to that, you can skip past this section and move on to our outro and the rest of our kiss and cry. So now is your warning. If you would like to exit, please do so now and fast forward. All right, we're going to pr proceed with this. Okay, this this was just <laughs> all sorts of chaos and uh, problematic. He has put both feet in his mouth and other folks' feet. He has many feet in his mouth. <laughs> so if you want to read the whole interview, it's up and translated on FS Gossips. 
Um, but pretty much, you know, the interviewer was asking about, you know, nutrition and eating and diet within the Sambu 70 and a Terry camp. And, you know, Daniil being the spokesperson um, for everything, apparently, was like, you know, he, he was saying like the nice stuff and then just the next sentence just pretty much thwarts everything. Like, for example, he goes like, uh, everything always comes down to the fact that when when they have a growing you know, organism and the most beloved, a transitional age, it's not about eating. The point is that they can eat a whole cake or 200 candies. And, you know, that's where the problem lies. And to eat breakfast, lunch and dinner, of course, it's desirable to do this before 6 p.m. It is desirable to distribute everything evenly so that everything is in moderation. And I'm like, sure, but like you go, it's desirable to do this before 6 p.m. Oh, this pseudoscience. You are a bro science major, Daniil. He is a bro Did science you major. major in bro science? What is happening here? And there's a lot of things about like, oh, you know, if you want to lose weight, don't eat, you know, don't eat dinner be- after 8 p.m. or 6 p.m. or something. And like, P.S. That is a total myth. It is a and total debunked myth. by RDs and researchers. Yes. And th- there's just a whole bunch of, you know, fad things going on that's like continuing. There's just like, uh, the interview was just like, there's a myth that, you know, children are weighed twice a day. And Daniil goes once, but every day. And you're like, <laughs> dude. Oh, and then he goes like, um, the interview is like, what can you change? Like, what can change depending on, you know, the weighing result? And Daniel's like, you know, it's the coach's wish to change this weight. But if you had a weight of 47 kilos and you were told that with your height, your weight should be 46 and a half kilos for six months, then no one says that tomorrow you need to come with a weight of 46 and a half kilos, but you've got seven days to. It's not a big problem to lose weight 100 grams per day. You can do it in a week <laughs> without the need for any prohibited methods. And I'm like, does this man have any background in no. nutrition or dietetics? Why are we talking about this? I mean, but a Terry school is famous for like, like Alina Zagitova and Evgenia Medvedeva at the Olympics, they were told not to drink water, like, so they can keep their weight down. Because, you know, obviously, if you don't carry that much water weight, you know, that weight's not there. But it's just, it's just bro science, like... (laughs) It's literally 100% pseudoscience. And I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me coming from him. And like the Atari school, you know, they, like the diet pills. It's just, it's well known. Disappointed, but not surprised. Disappointed, but not surprised. Like it's, it's not completely hidden, but like, like we all know it happens. <laughs> like, yeah, I think the my least favorite slash maybe most favorite because it's just so comical like comically ridiculous is that the interviewer asked does your team have a nutritionist and he was like oh yeah it's a terry <laughs> i was like a okay a terry the registered dietitian with her degrees and actual scientific knowledge about nutrition i think not i don't think a degree in choreography uh had any like nutrition you know uh majors or subjects included perhaps not even a prerequisite <laughs> It was just all like very eye rolly and just, I don't know, like if a Terry came out and said it, I'd be like, okay, it's a Terry. But like when Daniil says these type of things, I'm just like. I mean, it doesn't surprise me considering he swapped out Mariah Bell's free skate (laughs) CD and it doesn't seem to have been returned to her yet. Mm. Uh, P.S. If that is new information to you, it's a total joke (laughs) and you can listen to our Skate America episode. (laughs) 
yes. I have a theory. It's it, it's a it's wild. A humorous theory. Um, speaking about humor and comedic elements, uh, last week there was Eliana Costanaya did a piece with Channel One, and she was reading tweets about herself, a la like Jimmy Kimmel segment. And bless this girl, she is hilarious. Um, there was one tweet going like. Oh, should ain't the should Plushenko change the name of his school from Angels of Plushenkos to like Devils of Plushenkos? And she goes, um, well, I don't know. Maybe you can say about that that about me specifically. But regarding the name of the whole academy, that's up to Evgeny. And I was just like, bless you. She's just like, <laughs> like with her angel program um, from last season. She's just like, yeah, I'm not an angel. Like I, I'm probably a devil. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Uh, kid bless her kid i love you there was also like an interview where she was just like oh yeah through throughout covid i was just you know trying to keep in shape so keeping shape so so in as far to be able to get myself through a door frame i was just like girl <laughs> oh please uh and in the same um in this same like segment with channel one she was um somebody was just like oh, Aliona doesn't look very well this season. And she's just like, well, that's someone's personal opinion. It's a subjective sport, yada, yada, yada. And then she goes, now I'm like devoting a lot of time to like my like routine and stuff and other aspects. Um, you know, previously I went to bed whenever I wanted and in general, you know, I didn't care. I could stay up all night. And then, you know, now I pay attention to everything. Like the dark circles under my eyes are less visible and the skin is clearer. And now I look less like a corpse. And I was just like, oh, I love you. <laughs> I love the non kind of she's media great. like princess. Oh, she, she's so great. She's great. Is that it for, oh, no, it isn't it. There's a Russian banquet. Oh, yeah, there is a Russian banquet. No one is wearing a mask. Everyone is dancing with each other, eating within like 15 centimeters of each other's faces. It is no wonder that everyone and their pets and their moms and their houseplants and Evgenia Medvedeva has COVID in Russia. I just, like, where is the responsibility amidst a global pandemic happening here? I saw that on Lisa Tuchmishva's uh, Instagram stories that she had posted videos of this banquet. And I was like, why is this even happening? Like, why are we even, like, moving on with the charade that folks are just, like, wearing masks on their chins and then we all go and have a banquet? Like... You know who would, there are two people though, who would 100% not be at this banquet, or if they were at this banquet, would be wearing masks. And that is, surprise, surprise, Evgenia Tarasova and Vladimir Morozov. Because at Cup of Russia, like, I think it was maybe stage four, three, four, I'm sorry, I, I can't remember. But on the pair's podium, <laughs> they kind of made a stand. Nobody else was wearing masks, and they stood there stone-faced, wearing masks with their medals and I was just like because they both got COVID you know who else would make a stand for this is Boyang Jin at the Cup of China uh he did he did he was okay so he was first obviously at the Cup of China um and on he was uh going to quote-unquote shake everyone's hand and congratulate the silver and bronze medalists uh, silver medalist Han Yan, fave, fave on the pod, um, fave. <laughs> fave, but he actually went up to Han Yan at, at a very good six feet distance uh, and air 
shook his hand. He literally like so shook cute. his hand in the air, uh, made certain that he demonstrated that he was at an appropriate distance from him. Also went to the bronze medalist and did the same for him. I was like, this is great COVID safety, but there was no great COVID safety to be had at Rostelicum Cup. Neither was there in any of the Russian Cup events. Like in in, None. in, in stage four, like, so stage four ladies, Sasha won, Aliona was second, Maya Kromik was third. And, you know, Aliona gets up on the podium, doesn't, like, hug Sasha or anything. And everyone's just like, ooh, cold. And then Maya comes and just goes, yeah, let me give you a hug. And everyone's just like, uh, dude, like, COVID. And then and then Aliona was just like, oh, shit, I should probably, like, quote, unquote, hug Sasha. And they tried to, like, hug with, like, maximum distance between their faces. And Maya just goes, yeah, I'm just going to walk up and hug everyone. I was just like, COVID. <laughs> And of course, the media now is like talking shit about that hug, right, between Aliona and, and Sasha, Ugh. because they're like, they probably don't like each other. I'm like, no, have you forgotten that we're in the middle of the global pandemic? It seems like everyone has forgotten right now. But actually, maybe they don't want to hug each other because they don't want to spread COVID. But apparently no one cares smart. about that anymore. Yeah. I mean, the girls, there are videos of them laughing with each other. Like, they Shut are up. fine. They're, the moral of the story fine. of this podcast episode is that Aliona and Sasha will both be perfectly fine. And everyone else should just mind their own beeswax at certain times. So, like, just shush. <laughs> and a Terry is not a nutritionist in any way. <laughs> really? I thought she was qualified. I'm so sorry. <laughs> nutritionist at Zombo 70. Uh, okay. This was a gigantic episode, and we are all talked out. I don't think we can talk about this any longer. So, yeah, we're, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> we are all done. So I am Joss, and you can come and chat with us at Let's Get Down Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That is L-U-T-Z. And if you want to work with us, shoot us an email at letsgetdownpod at gmail.com. I'm Claudia, and if you like this podcast and are here for Revenge of the Empress Lisa, please give us some five-star love. We'd really, really appreciate it. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.